Hello, my name is Anna, and if you're into scary stories and creepy real-life happenings, then I think you will love my podcast. Let me tell you a scary story. Join me every week as I read to you stories of the paranormal that actually happen to ordinary people. These are things that can't be explained and don't always make much sense, and they are sure to intrigue and to give you the shivers. So join me on your favourite podcast listening platform and let me tell you a scary story. Welcome to State of Fear Podcast. I am your host, Chris Dobbler, and with me, as always, is my good friend, James Bishop. What's up, peeps? How you doing, brother? Doing all right, man. Ready for uh, episode number 37? 37? 37, buddy. I'm 37? Uh, I was 37 about five years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Or four years ago, but close enough, yeah. I'm going to just let that joke slide and let people think about it. Yeah, you know, if I I had it queued up, I'd play the crickets right now. That's right. Because nobody got that joke. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Yeah, but uh, good old Oklahoma, man. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping through the grain. Yeah, you go on with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like Oki. I got a few friends from up there. Do you? Uh, yes, I do. You go visit them often? Uh, no. No? Oh. No, I don't. Um, don't get through there much, but uh-huh. uh, I will say it's very pretty. It's, uh, it's all right. Good ranch land. Nice out there. Very flat. Tornado Haven. Oh, yeah. Holy yeah, yeah, yeah. crap. Uh, other than that, I don't have a whole lot of Oklahoma stories. So actually, I don't have a lot either. But I did have family up there for a while. I did have an ex girlfriend. Oh, that that's that I worked my ass off to save up money to fly to Tulsa, and I hope the bitch is listening. I saved up money to fly to Tulsa to see her my senior year for spring break. Uh-huh. Hung out, had a great time. Wore a suit, looking sharp. Fly. We had a great time. I went back, and then because I was leaving for the army, she just wanted to be friends. After three years, she mm. just won't be friends. Yeah. So, yeah, if you and you ladies listening out there, you got got a man getting ready to head off to the military, you better stand behind him. And how long ago was that? 1985. You don't sound bitter at all about that. Let long Not ago. one it's damn been going on bit. like 30, 38 <laughs> years, and you're still, you don't sound bitter at all. No, but uh, I won't say her name, but she knows who she is. I doubt she listens. We don't probably don't even care who I am. We don't have a lot of uh, listeners from Oklahoma, so. Um, Well, maybe we'll change that someday. 
I had my brother-in-law actually and his family uh, lived there for a while. I live in Edmond. So cool. um, I used to go visit them for a while. It was, it was an okay area. It wasn't too bad. Yeah. It was the, the, the climate was nice. Well, it was the first that I ever saw Beverly Hills cop in. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a weird fact. Weird, weird fact with James. But I, that's when I watched it during the spring break. Mm. We went to go see it at the movie theater. So. Interesting. Interesting. And it was the first time I saw it because, you know, I was from a little, you know, a little hole-in-the-wall town, and the theater only operates during the summer there, and this oh, was okay. spring. So. Interesting. Uh, he runs it year-round now, sure, now that I'm – way down here in Texas. right but, you know it don't matter but yeah that's uh that's the first place i saw it i hope you all taking notes it's gonna be on the test later yes all right so uh, today i said oklahoma uh we have a, another abominable creature to talk about but uh we'll get to abominable i like it well first let's get to some random ass facts shall why we? don't we why don't you start us off there good buddy i certainly will the ever-loving Car denting, <laughs> no wheel shit. never works, shopping cart <laughs> yeah. was invented in Oklahoma. You ever notice every one of some bitches pulls to the left? Oh my gosh, every single time. Every damn one of yeah. them. Either that I got one wheel that just refuses to there, turn. Apparently there's nobody that maintains any of them at all. <laughs> like There's no maintenance on those things. <laughs> they don't whatsoever. oil them or nothing. No. Anyway, Sylvan Goldman, owner of the Piggly Wiggly, I love Piggly Wiggly, <laughs> supermarket chain in Oklahoma City, conceived of the folding basket carrier in 1937. Hey, episode 37, 1937. Nice. Hey, look out now. Crazy. After brainstorming ways for customers to carry their groceries. No, he wanted to conceive a ways for customers to carry more groceries. Yep. See, because That's if you smart. only get in there and you can only buy what you can carry. No, he's yep. like, no, I need to make more money. That's right. Let me build this cart. He's like, look, so I can get like five times as much and I can charge $150 rather than, you know, $25. Exactly. Yeah. The the more they can carry, the more they'll buy. So absolutely only carry two, two bagfuls. They can now carry five or six. Yep. And he's making money all money, baby bank. Yeah. He probably did, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure he is, but I would rather still, they, I would still rather still call them folding basket carriers. That sounds cool. Folding than, than basket grocery carrier. cart. Yeah. Cause they used to collapse fully. Mm-hmm. They used to not have the full, frame the things basket. they got yeah. now it used to be this thing like you know nobody cares they haven't existed in decades want, I'm, I'm sorry saying that. hey babe go get the uh folding basket carrier would you she so was, she can go hi huh? like, what the hell are you, are you high again <laughs> are you trying to learn again <laughs> uh so because of the frequent sightings there is an annual bigfoot festival in eastern oklahoma Indeed, there is. And so when all this dies down and we're able to actually go out and do things, we need to go check it out. Yes, we do. I want to go check we it out. We also have a Bigfoot festival here in Houston, I believe. Uh, yeah, I think it's Southwest. actually. Southwest. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere nearby here. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good people, too. Oh, yeah. According to the Aerospace Corporation, an Oklahoman is the only person to have ever been hit by falling space junk. Holy crap. The woman hit by falling debris from the U.S. Delta II rocket was not injured uh, miraculously, yeah, but is, she did think twice before imparting the lessons of Chicken Little's cautionary tale <laughs> to her children. Each April, the town of Beaver, Oklahoma, is host to the world championship cow chip throw. I knew that. I hate that I know that, but I know that. <laughs> you can enter one of four divisions. <laughs> Men's Open, Women's Open, teams of four people, and... VIP. That's right. There's a VIP cow chip throw category. <laughs> Must be for the golden turds. I love it. 
The tradition began in the 1970s as a way to pay homage to Oklahoma's early settlers who would trade wagon loads of cow chips, which were used as cooking fuel, for food and supplies. So you literally would trade shit for food. <laughs> That's a lot. That's... <laughs> God, man. Oh, Lord. That's what I was going to say. That's a lot of shit. That's a lot of shit. Lot Farmers of shit. would be would have like a whole house full of food at this point if they had cows still and just trading all those chips, man. You know what people saying? are wondering, how do you burn shit? How does shit burn? Problem was with cows with the four stomachs when they process it and they take a dump. I hate that I know this fact, too. The cow chips are actually very light and full of hay. So they burn just like a... Like, hey. It's almost like a starting, you know, like oh, one of those yeah. fire starter logs mm-hmm. or stuff like that. You yeah. can almost light them with a match. Don't ask me how I know that. Yeah. Another yeah. weird fact with James. Yep. All right, James, let's go on to the uh, celebrities. Why don't you uh, get okay. it going? I will indeed. Local Our Oklahoma first celebrities. distinguished Oklahoman is a world famous world. I mean, just this guy's top notch director, Mr. Ron Opie Cunningham Howard. Yeah, he I and his s- brother, the mighty Clint, Clint Howard, who is a a favorite on the show. Yes, he we, is. we love ourselves some Clint Howard. Love some Clint Howard on all both our shows. Probably more than Ron. <laughs> Although hey, Ron hooks him up, though I gotta he say, always get a job if Ron directs a movie. Clint's in it. Although for me, I gotta say Bryce Dallas is kind of oh. creeping her way up past uh, oh, Clint. You had to go and say she. That. I'm gonna be distracted the rest of the episode. Not only is she gorgeous, but she can be funny. She is absolutely fantastic. I, and she uh, she directed an episode last season and last week's episode of Mandalorian, and she's a damn good director. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. She, I'd, I'd mess up on purpose just so she'd yell at me. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry. What I'm was sorry. That? I'm sorry. You oh. want to go in the trailer? I'll make it up to you. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm supposed to go over here. I keep going that way. Let's try it again. I promise I'll get it right. <laughs> I know it's the 12th time, but I promise I'll get it right this time, Miss Howard. Um, although he did, um, and she could probably do a better job than he could at directing the Star Wars movie because he done fucked up Solo. You think so? Oh, yeah. You didn't like Solo? I liked it. It yeah. wasn't what it's supposed to be, though. Really? Let me put that. I liked it in the fact that, to me, the performances saved the movie. Yeah. The directing, cinematography was absolutely horrible. The entire movie was so dark, I thought I had to lighten up my screen in order to actually see anybody or anything in there. Then the story was kind of stupid. I'm mean, just not what to suck, but it was kind of stupid, <laughs> but the, the, uh, the acting and the performances saved the movie. I really, really wish like everybody, everybody kept yelling and crying and being a bunch of fucking babies about uh release the Snyder cut for justice league. You know? Yeah. I want them to release the Lord Miller cut. Okay. Cause Lord Miller would have made a fantastic solo movie. Was there a Lord Miller cut? I don't think they finished very much. Oh, no hell. Yeah. Well, like I said, cause to me, the entire movie was worth it just for the part where they sat down together for the first time in the front two seats at Falcon. And they played the gotcha. iconic old school star Wars. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. And I, I was like, the whole movie was worth it for just for that. For me for personally, you, you because personally, Han Solo yeah. Is by far my favorite Star oh, Trek. Oh, mine too. Character. Yeah, he's my Love Star Han Wars. and Chewie. He said Star Trek. It's Star did Wars. I say Star Trek. I apologize. No, Han. Star Wars character. Han is my favorite character, so I was super hopeful for it, and I enjoyed it. I, it's what it was. And believe and remember like, this: no one calls Han Solo a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um, him, him, he, him, and Chewie's relationship was great. It know? was fantastic. It was really good. They did a good job. Um, I really enjoyed uh, what was it the uh, the first time they met 
oh, when, yeah. when he started speaking Wookiee. That was great. You know, little touches. But I'm telling you, Lord and Miller, you know, they did a fantastic job on Lego Movie. Mm-hmm. They did a fantastic job on both 22 and 21 Jump Street. And they absolutely killed it with Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Okay. They know what they're doing. Yep. So I feel like they would have made a great, great solo film. I did not know you didn't like it that much. It, it's, I still or should watching. I say, yeah, exactly. But I, I didn't know watching. you were that... Uh, Let's put it this way. You were that hard on it, I, I guess. I still enjoy it more than the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably put it even with the Disney sequels. Wow. But So I guess in order of likeness, for me, it's Rogue One, prequels, Solo and the Disney sequels, and then the original trilogy. Okay. Yeah, because Rogue One was terrible. You didn't like Rogue I did One. Not either. like Rogue One. No. Damn, you are one hard son of a bitch. To you know please. what? You know what? And you know, you know. What I, I thought I thought Rogue One personally. I'm sorry to say, I didn't mean to cut you. No, up, no, go ahead. I'm go sorry ahead. To tell. I thought Rogue One was awesome. You know, I actually liked it at more than the prequels. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loving this. We're, we're going to divulge into, into some discussion here. So crazy, just sit back, World Warriors. We're crazy gonna, we're gonna, stuff. Yep. So okay, so I want to hear. What what did you like particularly about Rogue One? What I liked about it, I love the fact that it was a perfect filler between Episode Three and Four. Okay, I love the fact that I love the way it ended mm-hmm. with her getting it. Uh, the CGI could have done a little better, but I get it. And she had to be young. I get right, it. And, yeah. And, and the way that it picked up right where the other one goes off, it mm-hmm. was a great filler. I love the story. I love the fact that it showed the people dying. You know, yep. all the characters died. Okay. I love the introduction of the Death Star. Mm-hmm. You know, the the one reactor, the single reactor firing and stuff right. like that because I did not know that it was capable. I thought all they ever wanted to do with the Death Star is just completely destroy a planet. I didn't know they could downshift and, do and like just a... cause like a massive mm-hmm. nuclear explosion like okay. that. Okay, okay. Uh, I thought it was well acted. All right. I loved the 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 uh, Vader, you know, oh, on this, his planet the and stuff. Scene? Yeah, 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 man, it was great. That's great. I I really liked it. I mean, I was satisfied. I was very satisfied by the movie. Okay, myself. so let's say this. I, I've already given my levels. What are your levels of movies for? Okay, so we're doing Rogue One, then the prequels, the original, the Disney sequels, and then so oh, from put, the bottom to the top, bottom to the top, bottom to the top, bottom to the top. Oh yeah. My most hated is the Attack of the Clones. That movie okay, so, sucked. So the pre the prequels, the prequels down at the bottom. Okay, for me. gotcha. Then Rogue One. Then Rogue One. Okay. Then Solo. Solo. Then the uh, Disney sequels. The oh, you know what? I I digress. Yeah, I take that back. I liked Rogue One and Solo better than the Disney. Okay, so you're going you're going prequels. Yeah. Yep. Disney sequels. Rogue One Solo originals. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yep. I like that. Okay. Personally. Just Personally. for me. Yeah, of course. Of course. I did not like it for, I liked it for some of the reasons that you mentioned. I did not like it because one, everybody in that movie looked like they hated what they were doing. They were all sad <laughs> and angry. You know, like I, I'm thinking back to like, like Star Wars, like the original, like, you know, Han Solo may have been a jerk, but he was a very optimistic jerk. Yeah. You know, and, and he was lovable. Even as, as a scoundrel, he was lovable as hell, mm-hmm. especially like an empire. You know, uh, Luke was annoying as shit, but he was still so upbeat and he wanted to join the Empire and fight, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Everybody in Rogue One looked like they were just absolutely miserable. It was a sad ending to a movie. I hated that they they shoehorned, and this is why I like Solo more. Rogue One shoehorned in so much fan service, it made me fucking sick. You think so? Like, they, okay. sh- they shoehorned in the... You'll be dead, guy. Yeah. From from the 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 first one, which oh. there's no reason no reason for him to be there. They shoehorned in C three PO and R two D two. No yeah. reason to be there. I hated it. I'm like, is this this, and that's why I like Solo because Solo didn't shoehorn really shoehorn anything. Yeah. It had elements from the the original, but because 
because like he joined the empire and he you were at where they were creating the ships. Yeah. So that's not really shoehorning. That's part of the story, but like the, they didn't have um, R two D two C three PO. Yeah. You know they had all these new elements and stuff, but then I also I hated the part with Leia because like you said it looked terrible. It was absolutely horrible CGI yeah. on that face, terrible face, and then. While the part with Vader was badass, it is so sad. Oh my God, it hurts my heart. It is so sad to see him be so badass mm-hmm. in that one, only to jump right to A New Hope and then see him and old-ass Obi-Wan bouncing swords off each other like they're 100 years old. Yeah. I mean, in, in that end, he is, he is lifting guys up. He's doing all this badass stuff. And then to see him in Rogue One, barely able to hold a lightsaber. <laughs> against old ass Obi-Wan. He's supposed to be this badass Sith and he can't take down Obi-Wan that fast. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That I and, and I get that that's a continuity error. I'm nitpicking and shit, but mostly for the shoehorning and for the fact that everybody nobody in that movie except for K2SO. Yeah. Because it was played by uh Alan Tiddick. Yes. Who I love Alan Tiddick. Yep. He was the only one I liked in that movie. <laughs> Everyone else can go fly the fuck off. Well that was like in what was it, solo the the the, uh, oh, the other robot. What was her name? Yeah, Dang I forget her name. The one, oh, that, the one that became the Falcon's conscience. Yeah, or, or, absolutely. Or, yeah, played by the uh, the uh, what is it? The Supreme <laughs> Doctor Strange. The uh, the bald. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The Supreme. Yeah, I, I, I should know more of this stuff because she was also uh, in Lord of the Rings too. Yes. What's her face? You know what I'm talking. Well, about. she was. Everybody she knows was what I'm also, talking about. She was Michael, and she was oh. the Archangel. In, yes, uh, in Constantine. In Constantine. Tilda Swinton. I love, is that, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, she's a great actress. She's a great actress, yeah. Yeah, yeah she was, uh, I love that robot. Yeah. And I hate that I don't know her name. But I like, feel ashamed. But, I mean, Solo, I mean, you know, uh, a guy who played Han did a great job. I mean, nobody, nobody's going to be able to play Solo the way Han, the way uh, Ford did. Hell nobody, no. never. So, he did a good job. Chewie was good. Uh, Land, uh, once his face as Lando was fantastic. Damn, Ron, look at the conversation. You, I know you, you, you know, <laughs> you know, started this wrong. Good job, Ron. Um, and, and but yeah, but that's that's my person, my, my personal opinion. I because when I saw Rogue One at first, I thought it was a good movie, mm-hmm. but I thought it was a good movie because of the end with Vader, yeah. But then when I rewatched it again, I was so bored. Really? All the things going on, and it was so slow, and everybody was so depressing. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this anymore. And then knowing that they're all going to die anyway, yeah, whatever. But then rewatching Solo, it's just so fun. It reminds me a lot more of the original trilogy. Yeah. You know, uh, Rogue One reminds me of the first two prequels. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Hey. So. It's all fair, man. But, um, I actually rather enjoyed the Disney sequels, and a lot of people don't. Yeah, well, see, I like like and, uh, the prequels. There was a few sparkling moments. I loved mm-hmm. the um, the transformation scene mm-hmm. when he was being turned into Vader after right. he'd been sliced and diced by Obi Wan. Right, uh, that was cool. I also liked the way um, Liam Neeson his okay. character. I loved okay. Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. I liked the way he was. All I right, just, I just liked him. Yeah. The pod racing was kind of yeah the unnecessary. Like a yeah. thirty minutes of the part, you just and cut then that like out. I said. Attack of the Clones. I can barely tell you anything about the movie except for how good Miss uh, Natalie Portman oh, looked in end. her little white outfit yeah, in the, the ring fighting. Oh, Other yeah. than that, forget it. Yeah, <laughs> I, but yeah, Revenge of the Sith was actually a pretty decent movie. It was yeah. prequel wise, it was good. Yep. Original trilogy wise, it was not. We'll see. After he sold it, he still kept his foot 
you know, he kept his foot on the pedal a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think Lucas had a lot of influence on them after he bought it. He still was like consulting and stuff. I doubt it because every everybody everybody who hates the, the Disney sequels say they hate it because it's not George Lucas because he he wanted nothing to do with it once he sold it. Hmm. So he stayed away. So everything. I guess I heard something different. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, guess. Cause, I, mean, I don't know. You know, the prequels were all him. Yeah, they were all him. Oh, literally yeah. him. And that that's that's so funny because that's why the prequels tanked because. Yeah. He had too much money, too much power. Nobody told him no <laughs> on the first one because they were taking a shot on an unknown license. Yeah. Everybody told him no, you know? Mm. I mean, he only directed the first movie. He didn't direct Empire or Return of the Jedi. That is true. But once you get him all that money, ultimate, all that money, ultimate power corrupts ultimately, and you get the prequels. Cha-ching. But then when he sold it, he's like, I'm done with it. I want nothing to do with it. Take it, Disney. And then this, the problem is Disney does not have a Kevin Feige like Marvel does. <laughs> same with, same with DC. Yeah. They don't have a Kevin Feige. Yep. They don't have a shipowner. So anyway, that was all, that was the very first famous uh, Oklahoma celebrity guys. Wow. And I promise we will not divulge anymore uh, or but no, divert but, anymore. But Star Wars is a big love of both of ours. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So even though I said Star Trek, that's all right. It happens. Well, that, yeah. But you're, you're, you're a bigger Star Trek fan than Star Wars. So yes, I know, am. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, so the next famous Oklahoman, 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 right? thank you, is uh, Ralph Ellison, author of The Invisible Man, and not the Universal Studios H.G. Wells one, but the story of uh, African American in uh, early times who is not seen by the world because of his color and stature. All right, who's next? We have much too young to feel this damn old. Mr. Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks, man. Multi-platinum country artist. Yeah. Great guy. And what I don't like about what happens with him is he gets often down because he is so kind of like genuine. Mm -hmm. He's very humble. He's very genuine. And a lot of people that I used to know would call him fake and stuff. But I think he was legitimately grateful to his fans and stuff. Put on a great show. Oh, my gosh. Good singer. Lots of energy. Good songs, good, too. Yeah, a good songwriter, and I'm glad he's back. He and took a long break there, and he idolizes and respects highly my favorite country music star of all time, Mr. George Strait. I mean, who doesn't idolize? I mean, you cannot call yourself a country singer if you don't idolize George Strait. Yep, they, or, used, to, they used to criticize him for that, too. This, I'm like, who the hell? If you're going to idolize somebody in your right. profession, who better than exactly. like the all-time number one hit getter? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Um, I never got to see him in concert, but I've seen uh, videos of his shows. Man, yeah. he puts on a performance. He's he got like does indeed. I love every time he does uh when the, he does Thunder Rolls. It's always mm-hmm. raining on the stage. Oh yeah, and he he sings in the rain. It's so freaking cool. Yeah. Uh, next one up is Tim Blake Nelson, an actor who's been in multiple movies, including um The Incredible Hulk. And the Ballad of Busty Scruggs. Yep. Yeah, great movie. That was a great movie. Great a lot movie. real funny. Next gentleman up. Uh, the late great James Garner of the Rockford Files and several awesome movie credits. One of my favorites was the movie Tank. Oh yeah, he actually owned a uh, Sherman tank and took off with it because he was in the deep, deep South. Yeah, and freed his son from the farm and and had a big old cross country chase and stuff like that. Great movie. Yeah, he's also one of my father's favorite actors. And my my dad never missed an episode of the Rockford Files. So. That one hits my heart a little bit. Yeah, and Maverick. Don't forget Maverick. Oh, Maverick. Yeah, very good. Absolutely. It was great. And last but not least. Of course. Rue McClanahan. That's right. (laughs) From Golden Girls. That's right. You Uh, know, and the funny thing is, I've seen her in a few other things. Yeah. Uh, I really liked her professor 
role in um, you know Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. She was she good teach- in that one. Yes, yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah. She was. She was. She was freaky with those glasses though. Yeah, she looked like Doc Ock. But I was like, man, this is a That's out of the cool. element for her. I know. From the Golden Girls to I, I love seeing her in that though. Bugs in a lab, yeah, that yeah. Was but I, I loved her as Blanche in Golden Girls. So yep. All right, but well, those that's it for Oklahoma for the uh, the facts and the celebrities. Why don't we go ahead and get to your? I uh, guess we better get back to, to it, huh, man? We really I mean, went off. The, we went, went off way the off the reservation with, on with that. But, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> who cares? He draws us out of us. It's fun. All right, bud. Good evening, folks. Hello. Welcome to our Weird News of the Day segment. What do you got for us, bud? I'm your anchor, James Bishop. Today on the news desk comes from, again, my favorite source, (laughs) Metro.UK. You love yourself Metro. I'm I'm telling you what, man, it's fail safe. This is a great one. The title of the artist, the title of the artist. The artist is Ron Howard. (laughs) (laughs) The title of the article is Con Artist Conjure Up. Fake genie to dupe a doctor into buying a 72,000 pound Aladdin's lamp. Now, when I say pound, it is written in the, the, in, in the monetary, Britain, monetary the currency pounds. pounds so about 105 grand, I think like it'd be yeah. for American dollars. That is a dumb doctor. Yes, it is. The uh, article is written by C.N. Elvin on the 2nd of November of 2020. So it was fairly recent. So it was. Two men have been arrested after a doctor was conned out of 72,000 pounds for an Aladdin's lamp. (laughs) It was alleged. (laughs) I love it, man. That's funny. It was alleged that they could conjure up a fake genie to trick their victim, Light Khan, into handing over the cash in Uttar Pradesh, India. Pradesh. I don't know. Khan said one of the men pretended to be an occultist and made him a djinn, a supernatural figure. Which, uh, that's a contradiction in terms, because a djinn is a genie who is free of the confines of a bottle. (laughs) Or a a lamp. Uh, uh, No, a genie is not. A genie is... A genie is uh in the, well that's true you're right it is con- a genie yeah. has got a lamp gin uh, is like a is like well, is a genie but he's free uh, a, a gin is where the word genie comes from and yeah. it's it's a creature of smokeless fire from the middle east uh um they, they believe that they were the first inhabitants of this planet before we, we took it over probably were and they're still trying to take the planet back so watch your ass well that's what i mean damn three wishes <laughs> well anyway they can make him appear from a lamp local media reported but when Khan asked if he could touch the genie or take the lamp home, they refused. Red flag. No touch. R- very red flag. You buy now, you leave. We don't want no trouble. <laughs> Saying that it might cause him harm, the complaint stated. Yeah, red, dude, come on. <laughs> red, red flag, one only one yes, you need. That's only absolutely. one you need. Absolutely. Eventually, they sold the lamp to him, promising it would bring health, wealth, and good fortune. Khan stated later that he had realized the quote-unquote genie was actually just one of the men in disguise. You think? Oh, my I mean, God. What heaven. was your first clue? The blue that makeup is, all over him? <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Mr. Khan contacted the police. What are you going to tell them? Hey, man, they sold me a lamp and told me there was a genie in it. <laughs> You're a dumbass. 
Anyway. (laughs) Well, Mr. Khan contacted the police when he realized the lamp didn't have any magical powers as described in the folktale Aladdin. And the wish granting genie did not appear when he rubbed it. <laughs> it you know, he, I mean, another red flag was what the first time he rubbed it and the genie didn't pop out and say, you ain't never had a friend, never had a friend. You ain't never, never had a friend, never had a friend like me. Red flag. Red flag big time. Senior police officer Amit Ray said, quote, the cheats had struck a deal for much more, but the doctor had paid about 7 million rupees, $93,000. Good Lord. He said the men were arrested on Thursday and were remanded into custody ahead of charges being filed. He added, quote, the wife of one of these men was also involved in the fraud. She is on the run. (laughs) (laughs) The men have also cheated other families using the same modus operandi. I like that. The total amount of money involved runs into several million rupees. You thieving, cheating bastards. But see, you never win, do you? So the wife's on the run. So you're saying that she's got a gotta keep one jump ahead of the bread line, one swing ahead of the sword. Hell yeah! So not only do we have a, uh, a genie, but we have someone on the run trying to stay ahead of the law. On the lamb. That's wow. it. Wow, great story. But that dude. is a story. You know, I, that's it, awesome. I always like to find like during these days, I like to find lighter, lighter. Uh, Lighter topics. Just lighter topics because yeah. it's, it's too much dark shit too much going dark. on, man. We, we need something to lighten ourselves up and relax ourselves. And yes, we do. That tomorrow's still going to come. It is indeed. And, man, that, that and saying that, I cannot wait to hear the story you got this week, uh, man, because I saw your topic, and it is funny as hell. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and get into that then? Let's roll. So let's go ahead and get into the story. So today's topic for Oklahoma is none other than the topic of something that um, <laughs> I've never heard of before, but I'm very interested to get into this. So neither have I, but that's great. All right. So today I found the story a couple different places, but the main source for today's story is from Reddit. Good old Reddit. reliable Reddit. Absolutely. And it comes from a post uh, posted by user casual underscore swamp underscore demon the casual swamp demon casual i like that i prefer casual swamp demon versus casual swamp ass but that's just me (laughs) (laughs) and the way i like swampy ass nobody wants swampy ass so it's the abominable chicken man yes yes so let's get this shall we so (laughs) i'm already thinking peter griffin big chicken (laughs) fight oh my god the chicken fight the chicken fight it's like five of them in there i'm already thinking like a a bigfoot sized creature but with like a chicken head and a giant beak and you just walk around like but we shall indeed see let's see what's going on so the the story takes place in 1970 uh near el reno oklahoma so on the quiet winter night in december of 1970 a farmer from el reno oklahoma stumbled 
upon a grim sight. He found his chicken coop raided with nothing inside but feathers, blood, and a distinct lack of chickens. Oh, no. The only clue to the identity of this foul, foul stealer, it's hard to say, was numerous footprints and handprints both inside and outside the coop, as well as on the door, which was broken and ripped off the hinges with great strength. It's a chicken coop. It's a chi- well, yeah, it's, it's not like too it difficult. It ain't like to... some giant barn or something. Right. Like that, so, but, no. well, so maybe not. It's maybe just strength, but not great strength, right? Yeah. More than a toddler. <laughs> the door, which was especially riddled with handprints, was sent to a local zoo for examination. Lawrence Curtis, who was the curator of the Oklahoma City Zoo, examined the door and the foot and the prints and was baffled after extended comparison with various species, including bears, apes, and humans. He said that the prints most closely resembled that of a gorilla's, but was also very similar to humans and noted that the thumb seemed to be deformed or injured due to its unusual shape, crookedly pointing inward. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Curtis concluded after consultation with other zoological experts that the prints were from a human being. But as Lauren Coleman and Jerome Clark, two amazing writers and, and cryptozoologists, mm-hmm. noted, it would be quite unlikely to find any human being wandering around barefooted in the dead of winter. Now that I agree with. This is very true. But then again, crazed chicken eater. Yeah. If he's that desperate. Yeah. Maybe we shall see. The chicken man remains an intriguing story, but with no new evidence on this case has faded into obscurity. There were a handful of additional stories sprinkled throughout the U S which can suggest that the chicken man has a longer grasp than previously thought. The most famous example of the chicken man's predation occurred in Rochdale, Indiana on August 22nd, 1972, which was a major wave of Bigfoot encounters. The Verdine family were going about their evening on a warm August night, which would soon turn out to be the strangest night of their lives. Of course. Carter and Bill Verdine arrived at a trailer and discovered that 60 other chickens had been viciously ripped apart and strewn across the yard, leading from the chicken coop to the front door. What? The attack seemed very animalistic, but whatever had performed the, the heinous act didn't eat the chicken, so it wasn't a fox. No. Damn Bigfoot. I'm telling you. Yeah. Carter and Bill called the town marshal Leroy Clonks, great name, which quickly came to investigate. As they were examining the ghastly scene, they heard a noise down by the road. Leroy got his gun and hopped in his car to find the origin of the strange noise. Bill followed slightly behind the car, and after a minute, a figure stood up in the ditch about two yards ahead of Bill and sped across the road. Bill was so startled, he didn't get a chance to observe anything else about the figure. Really? Yeah. I know. How, how, what did it say? Two yards in front of him? Two That's yards six of, damn feet. Yeah, it's not that hard to see. That's uh, like social distancing. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, can, was you can still see people. Yeah. He, was ex- he was adhering to social distancing. That's right. He zipped across the damn road right in front of him, and he didn't remember any details. You can still see him at that point. It's not that far away. So that's what pisses me off about stories like this. He could have come up with something. He, I mean, any give me sort a break. Of, yeah, any sort of description because, at all. Because me and you, like I said, we believe in these creatures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they, there's strange stuff out there. And, and when you get things like this, and you get guys saying that, oh, you know, he, he was two feet in front of me, but I didn't see nothing. Yeah. It tends to make people scream bullshit. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. these great stories. And, you know, and that pisses me off because me off too, these yeah. can really be interesting. But, yeah, this, I mean, homeboy, I need to open his eyes a little bit and give us some detail. But that was now, what, 40, 50 years ago now? See, 30. 50 years. Yeah, 50, ah, 50 years ago. My God, yeah. I was I'm alive, sure but I was just a little bitty children. Maybe it was. Were you selling chickens out in Oklahoma, man? No. Are you sure? No. All right. I didn't even go to Oklahoma until 85. Because I'm, I'm sure I'm sure as a kid, you were still like six feet tall. So, you know. Something. <laughs> Crazy. After some searching, Leroy and Bill found a place where the creature seemed to have climbed the fence across the road. They said the fence was mashed to the ground, 
and noted the extreme weight that would be required to, to create such an act. Brush, weeds, and grass were also trampled directly behind the crush fence. The two men also claimed to have heard heavy footfalls from the creature. Now, mm. if it's that heavy that it smashes the fence, presses it into the ground, and and and, they're, and you're, you're able to see that, it's got to be big enough that you can, again, get a description. It's, yeah. it's not going to be some little four-foot thing that you probably can't see. It's going to be at least six feet, seven feet tall. Because it didn't say it was dark here. No. Nothing. It just... But n- nothing under five feet is going to be heavy or strong enough to actually dent or smash a fence like that. I'm, I would lock it. I mean, that image would be locked in my mind forever. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Forever. A couple hours after the initial encounter, the beast was back for more. Bill and Carter were returning to the farm when they saw a large creature standing in the doorway to their chicken coop. Come on. It's not that far away. Hello. The creature was so large that it blocked light from escaping through the six by eight foot doorway. Give me a break. There's, I'm sorry. These guys are terrible. Its <laughs> shoulders were level with the top of the door. The men... Des- okay, here we go. We got some description. Okay. The men describe it resembling a gorilla with long brownish hair covering its body. Okay, but okay. when it passed six feet in front of him, he couldn't tell that? Yeah. Bill, you're an idiot. What, what's wrong with you, Bill? Stupid. You're lucky you're dead. The creature ran off suddenly toward the <laughs> barn, followed by the men. <laughs> they chased it, and as it escaped through their hayfield, they fired at it with their shotguns. Both men were excellent shots and were confident they hit the creature despite it appearing to be unharmed. It's a shotgun. But that is a that is a common theme with Bigfoot uh, sightings, especially with the hunters. Yeah. Who claim to have some claim to to shoot it, hit it directly, have no effect. I've read a few accounts of the hunter saying when they shot at it, the Bigfoot like started to disappear. Interdimensional. Interdimensional. Right. Yeah. We're gonna have to hook up our we're gonna have to talk to our boys about that. Yeah. When the creature disappeared into the darkness, the birdings went back to the chicken coop to count their losses. Approximately 110 chickens were ripped open and exanuated. Ooh. How many damn chickens do these guys have? It, it must be an egg-laying farm. It's, it's got to be a huge, like a Tyson Jeez. farm. I'll say because they already done, took out 60. They were exanguinated. Maybe it's a chupacabra offshoot. Maybe so. Maybe. Suck dry. Huh? There were no trace of the creature the birding saw in the doorway. <clears throat> There was no trace of the creature the birding saw in the doorway. Soon after the attack, reports of Bigfoot creatures stopped in the area and remained aberrant. Later, on February 28th, the Oklahoma Journal published that the incident could have been caused by a chimpanzee. Oh, please. A six-foot <laughs> wide, eight-foot-tall chimp. <laughs> so I mean, they're dumb. good size, but for crying out loud. And I, I want to say, okay, I want to say... By at least 1970, even people in Oklahoma know what a chimpanzee looked like. <laughs> You've been to the fucking zoo, okay? That's true. I, I would maybe understand this if this took place like in 1935, 1945, maybe 1950, okay? So, but so Maybe some farmhand named Otis wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> I, I done seen it. I seen it. I don't I know saw, what it was, it but like I one of them, uh, One of them ch- chimpanzees, chimpanzees, <laughs> one damn one of them from the zoo. One of them big old monkey things. Yeah, but I think by 70, everybody would know what a chimpanzee looks like. Yes. So that's ridiculous. Apparently the chimp, they said, this is what the journal said. Apparently the chimp had escaped from an unknown source. And Howard Dreesen, who operated a sawmill not too far away from the chicken coop, 
Try to catch it multiple times. This also sounds a lot like oh, the devil monkey that we covered. You're going to chase down something that's eight feet tall and six feet wide by yourself? So I'm assuming they're thinking it's, it's just a standard size chimpanzee. Not, yeah, I'll just not grab him, put him down. I'll hold him down and get some. Man, <laughs> if, if it's ripping chickens apart with his bare hands and stuff, you're, you're, you're doing shit. Because any ape-like creature, like strong. the chimpanzee itself, oh, God, the yeah. chimpanzee is four, five, six times stronger than a man. will rip muscle. your arms clean out of the sockets. Pure muscle. Yes. Yeah. After checking with the laboratory, ah, going British there. The laboratory. 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 The laboratory. It was concluded that no chimps were missing at the time. Boom. Knocks you down, Oklahoma Journal. <laughs> Stupid rag. You don't have any. Dreesen convinced that a chip had a chip. A chip. Wait a minute. Could it be a gamma radiation chimp? Incre- inc- Man, they just didn't want to admit that they let it loose. The Incredible Monkey. The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> incredible Hulk Monkey. <laughs> Dreesen convinced well, that... Had to, you know, they always test stuff because, you know, the original Hulk didn't come out until mid to late 70s with Bill Bixby. Yeah. So, you know, they had to have a premise to build on. So maybe they were gamma radiating these chimpanzees. Yeah, but the... One the, of them got out to the damn lab, went to the chicken farm, tore some shit up. But the Hulk <laughs> comic's been around since like the 50s, so... I know, but damn, you know, they got to start somewhere. So, <laughs> so they're trying... I'm going to go with Hulk chicken. Okay. You know, the, the, the incredible chicken, chicken the, man? The incredible chicken man. That's right. Now, Dreesen, convinced that a chimp had been around his sawmill the whole t- the whole time, fought back the conclusion. When asked what the chimp looked like, he described it as black as jet and had a real long tail. What? It, mu- it must have been three feet, maybe longer. Okay. This description does not match any sort of ape known to this day. Hell no, it don't. No other sightings have been reported or taken to the police. However... Recent investigations online show that the abominable chicken has appeared multiple times after its primary appearance. I do like abominable bubble. An, an abominable bubble. Yep. Unfortunately, the abominable chicken man seemingly has not appeared for 20 years. It may have died somewhere, and its existence is still questioned today. It probably says, you know what the hell with these people? Yeah. I just want some chicken. And you're shooting at my ass. I'm going to leave and go somewhere else. I'm going to go to Brazil where they have more chickens. Then again, of course, if it was slaughtering my livestock, my livelihood, I'd shoot at it too. It's your livelihood, you know? Yeah, but that's that's the first instinct. Like I said, we've discussed that before. That the first instinct any humans have when they see a creature of any kind. Let's shoot the son of a bitch. Shoot first, ask questions later. first, ask questions later. That's right. It's stupid. Yeah, but I I also think it was in the wrong state. It should have gone south. Could have come upon the Tyson farm, and then it would have had a smorgasbord of chickens. Oh my to god! It'd been, been awesome. It'd been set for life, dude. Of course, and it's Texas. Yeah, there's a lot, lot more guns we're, here. We're, we're, <laughs> like every, even the toddlers walking around got a got a, got a nine. Even you know? even the chickens on Tyson Farm have guns for each of them. That's it. They each don't, have a gun. Don't mess with Texas. That's folks. right. Everybody here owns guns. Yeah, and we don't play. Yeah, we we're very friendly. We love our barbecue. We love people. We'll gather. We'll have fun. But. You get in our yard, we don't know who you are, your ass is getting shot. <laughs> That's just the way it is. I do love that the uh, first chickens were exsanguinated. That's interesting. That is. Because you don't hear that a lot from Bigfoot encounters. No, you don't. Um, and it's got a tail, too. So Yeah. I wonder if it's like a cross demon, vampire, chicken sucking I mean, monster. okay, so it has a tail. It's uh, It exsanguinated some chickens, but it's also supposed to be very tall. I like the way they use exsanguinated. Yes. You know, they use very, very big, proper, big, proper $10 word. But it, it almost sounds like it could be a crypto, a crypto, a chupacabra type creature. That would be cool because they're supposed to have a tail. They, you know, they they go after livestock. They like to eat the blood of, of livestock, chickens it's included. True. Hey, this is very true. Now, um, I believe some of the early uh, sightings did have it bigger 
than the sardines. Today, the sardines are more of like a dog type creature. Yes, they are. But I believe the early the Puerto Rican ones and early Florida ones were were very much a large bipedal type creature. Oh, really? Yeah. That with, is true. They sure were. So, I mean, some you never know. Some said it had like fins down its back. Some said it had like sharp teeth. So Now, I've heard the fins thing, and that's yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But, <laughs> but this could very well have been some sort of actual chupacabra type creature. Might as well just be a pterodactyl or something. A pterodactyl? Man, yeah, that's you a know. whole different story, dude. I know, but yeah. hey. But <laughs> but there you go, man. There's the story of the abominable. I like it, man. Chicken man, dude. That is awesome. I've now, never heard that tale. I, 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 I want to clarify that. We should probably stop calling the abominable chicken man and start calling the abominable chicken Bigfoot. Chicken Bigfoot or chicken it's, monkey? It's something. clearly no. not. It's not a man. It's no. not a man at all. No. It's something completely different. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to, we're starting, we're going to, okay, I'm going to redo this whole I, thing all over again. We're going to call it the abominable chicken Bigfoot. That's right. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to, I'm going to consult my boy Ken on this guy. Yeah. Give him a call. See what he I'm says. I'm going to see what, I'm going to see what he says. Oh, and if he has any more. Um, That's Ken Gerhardt, by the way. Yeah. For you yeah. for you folks out there. See, I'm name dropping because this dude knows all about creatures. Like he does. This. He's got and some he's got tons of great books too. So. And he's a Texas local, so Yes, he is. So if he has any more sightings, uh let's know and we'll do them on a future episode. Indeed I would. Yeah. All right, James, well, why don't you tell the fine folks at home where they can find us other than inside a chicken coop? That's right, boo. Not no chicken coop. <laughs> all right, folks. You can find us on the fourth com network along with our sister project, What the Suck. We are on the Big evil Facebook, which all is all the evils. Yeah, that's that's a horrible cesspool right now. They're uh, all they're all horrible cesspools. <laughs> I hate much. I hate all social media. We're also on Twitter and we are on Instagram. That's right. I also want to give a big shout out and thank you. Our state of fear uh, following on Twitter is past thirteen hundred in nice. just under a couple months, and our uh, Instagram is now over sixteen hundred and still rolling like a truck. And I mean, we, it's just like bam, bam, bam. We love each and every one of you. Yes, absolutely. We do. We appreciate it. We're really trying hard. We're just halfway. We're a little more than halfway through our first season. That's right. And we're getting good listens. We're getting good followings. God bless you. We appreciate it. Also, I want to say for all you new people who just joined, uh, we're still doing the uh, X Files postcard giveaway. Yes, we are. We haven't mentioned in a couple of episodes. Completely forgot about it. We need to. But if you are interested in getting a 1996 vintage X Files postcard sent to you, all you have to do. Submit a review, whatever podcast app you want to use it on. Take a screenshot, email it to us at stateoffearpodcast at gmail.com. Once I get the email, I'll contact you, get your address, and we will send you off a 1996 vintage X-Files postcard. Simple as that. Personalized. Attached. Super simple. Also, my good friends, we are still looking for independent little bands yes. and outfits out there who would like to have some free advertising and we are yeah i mean i don't it's, it's, it's a mutual free advertising and i want to get into this real quick because because yeah. we we recently had a, a little tiff with somebody on online who um was upset that we were asking for for indie bands for music because they felt like we should be buying their music and then playing them yeah and and well yeah i, I can't get that but here's the thing we like our stories okay our stories tend to be more on the obscure side at least for the, the majority of people who are into the paranormal or like new people yeah. uh, and like yourself, James, you haven't heard of a lot of these yep. uh, tonight's one we both hadn't heard of. Well, that's why I said from the get go, I was, I love the idea when we had the, when we worked up the concept, right? Because I said, I do know a lot, but there's so much I don't know. And I've been learning so much during this first season, man. I can't look, I just look forward to this yeah. every week, man. And so like that, we, James and I, 
wouldn't be able to, to take the time to try to find an indie band from every state to play. So mm -hmm. it's easier for us to just put the word out and say, hey, if you want to represent your state and your indie band, then uh, if you would like, if you would do us the honor of playing a song at the end of our show, please yep. send it to us. We'll play it. We'll give you full credit. We'll put all the links you want on there. You can promote, you can, you can promote whatever you want. We'll, we'll add them to there and then we'll do that. Absolutely. And we had some guy who just a complete tool talk mm -hmm. about how that's grifting and that we should buy the song and then play it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, we could do that. But we barely have the time to do the research for this show mm -hmm. and the editing and stuff. We don't have time to go out and try to find indie bands from your state. So we need you guys to do that for us. Yep. If, if you are or you know someone who's an indie band or have a song played on the end of an episode, send them our way. Yeah, because as far as I know, when you get your name or you want yourself advertised on something, you have to pay the show that it's on. Usually, yeah. We don't charge a damn thing. No. We just want to enhance our episode with your great music. Yes. And give you credit. And like he says, links. We put the links out. Exactly. Your website. Yeah. Everything so people will go do and it. And we, it's just a little bit more exposure. We have come across some really great music this way. Yes, we Music have. that we would never have known about had these people not sent us these songs and yeah. have been kind enough to say, yes, please play this song on your yeah, show. And, and it's taking off. We got, we got some people in the works. We got some stuff going. We won't have it every single time, but we're hoping, what we're yeah. hoping is by we season two, mm -hmm. by the time we start all the way around that we will actually be able to have an indie band from that particular state or any state. Really, yeah. Any state really, uh, for every episode, because, yeah. uh, if you listen to some of our previous episodes here, in the later, in the second half of the or show, some of our later episodes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, Badly. all of all of our later episodes are when the music starts. But yeah, go yeah. on. But that's what I was saying. You'll you'll hear. Yeah. Listen to it for yourself, mm -hmm. and you'll read our descriptions of our episodes. Yep. We put the links in there for. That's them. right. Yeah. We're trying to help them. So if you are or you know somebody, uh, and they would they would not mind doing it, send them our way. Uh, have them email us at cedarfearpodcast at gmail .com. And then we'll, you know, we'll get back to them and we'll make this a mutually beneficial arrangement. Absolutely. Yeah. And besides, whether we buy it or the people volunteer it for us, either way, we have to get permission from the artist yep. and their label. We so do. it's the same process, nevertheless. And we've received several artists with no problem whatsoever. They were right. happy to do it. And we were happy so to have So for them. all of you, oh, we got to pay people, you know, quit being relax. Tools. Quit being tools. Relax. Yeah. As like I said, this is a free thing both ways. That's right. Yeah. You get one song on an episode and our listeners get it, you and, know, and they can hear and then it. they go and download it. You make a few sales off of that. Fantastic. Yeah. But we're not charging a dime. That's right. So, Nor will we pay a dime. No, that's correct. We will not pay a dime. Sorry. <laughs> not doing it. Sorry. We just can't afford it right now. We're, we're indie, we're, we are an indie podcast. That is true. So we can't afford it. But uh, I'll tell about the Patreon too. Speaking of which. Yeah. Speaking of <laughs> needing that money. Speaking of, <laughs> uh, we do have a Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash state of fear. Uh, we do have three levels, of course. We have the hitchhiker, which is the $1 level. It's chump change, yep. but it gives you access to the uh, bloopers, and it also gives you a shout-out. Correct. Then we have our $5 level, which we call the backseat driver, which gives you access, of course, to the bloopers, the shout-out, but you also get early access to ad-free episodes and other special material. Yes. Now, if you really want to climb up in front, ride shotgun with us, that's yeah. our $10 level. Mm -hmm. That's everything we've mentioned previously, plus extra episodes. That's right. Uh, plus video content and other things. Yes. Uh, Chris has worked very hard to put some stuff up there. There's already lots of stuff already up there. 
We are also going to be doing a special episodes soon. Like we're yes. going to be doing the Cash Landrum. We're going to actually route. We're going we're gonna to do it. the route and we're going to film it. We're yes. going to trace it and put it up there. Exclusive content. We might make that available to the five dollar level, to so you can test drive it, see right. how you like the material. Uh, and then you make a decision and we, from there. But. And we have uh, we have a couple of extra bonus stuff. Like we there's a there's a YouTube video of James and I watching a couple different movies. Yes, that have something to do with the sort of topic to talk about. And we we discuss one was uh, actually a um, episode of Stranded. Yes, which was based on a location that James and I have been to several times. We discuss actually. the yep. episode and discuss what's real and what's not. We uh, we talk about another movie, and then we also have one coming pretty soon in which James and I watch and discuss the validity of Zach Bagan's Demon House. Yes. So that's coming pretty soon, only on Patreon, so if you want to check it out, subscribe. Subscribe. That's right. Please. All right, bud. Well, I'm ready to get out of here and go on to the next great state we have of the U.S. I am indeed. I'm going to kick my feet back and go to sleep. <laughs> okay, I will drive. You you, uh, you can take a yeah, nap. You head on down the road, brother. All right, guys. We'll see you all next time. Peace out, guys. can sum up McDonald's new crispy chicken sandwich in one word. Crispy. But also juicy and tender. Maybe crispy, juicy, tender. All one word? Okay, fine. You'll just have to try our crispy chicken sandwich to understand it. Get a free medium fries and medium soft drink with purchase of any crispy chicken sandwich. Available only on the app. Price and participation may vary. McDonald's app download and registration required. With equipment breakdown coverage from American Family Insurance, you can protect all the things that keep your dream home running from sudden mechanical or electrical issues. Because this sound shouldn't mean. Contact your local agent or visit AmFam.com to learn more. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Refer to policy for equipment breakdown covered losses, deductible limitations, and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Products not available in every state.